Vix the Convince. Welcome to the Vix the Convince podcast. Here's your host, NewSpark founder, Paul Mosenson. Hey, it's Paul Mosenson from NewSpark. Are we ready to fix the convince today? Welcome to the podcast. And we have an interesting guest today, somebody who actually found me on LinkedIn. And he has an interesting tool that we can talk about that is involved with artificial intelligence marketing. And I find that very interesting. And his name is, you say your name. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Abiog. Okay. He's in charge of his name, Jerry Abiog, right? You got uh, it. I got it. Who is this guy anyway? He's a co-founder and CMO of a company called Standard Insights. It's an AI as a service growth marketing platform that enables businesses to execute data-driven, there's that word, data-driven, omni-channel campaigns and uh, monetize your data to find lookalike customers on Facebook too. That's interesting. So this helps these companies target the right people with the right product and service at the right time. They empower businesses to become more competitive in a data-driven world with marketing precision. Prior to co-founding Standard Insights, Jerry had a consultancy that helped SaaS companies with sales and marketing initiatives. So good morning, Jerry. Hey, good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Honored to be here. Sure, sure. Um, hope you're well. Well, let's really get down to it because I know this is an interesting topic that people think about, you know, and talk about digital transformation and um, topics like that and how AI and machine learning affects your business and how to use that in marketing. And that's what you do. You know, we've heard all about the concept of, of AI in business and marketing. And how would you define AI in your own words and how it relates to business and marketing strategy? Yeah, so simple way is Cliff Notes version definition is AI is getting computer to think and act like a human. And we've seen this in our everyday lives. Uh, an example would be Amazon giving us product recommendations or Netflix giving us movie recommendations. So are, are you saying that this is um, like um, based on a user behavior, marketing is targeted based on people's behavior that you track, basically? And then yeah, you get so out to those people? Yeah, so yes, we, we, we analyze user behavior. That could be, you know, several things. You know, behavior data, geographic, demographic, psychographic data, analyze those behaviors, look at the trends, and then prioritize and execute marketing campaigns around those trends. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's kind of related to predictive analytics and predictive marketing, intent marketing, things like that, because they all use, I guess, similar technology, AI. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the old school way of doing things is using descriptive analytics, what happened in the past. Now with AI, you know, for us particularly, we're looking at not only predictive analytics, what's going to happen next, but also prescriptive, what's the next best course of action. So when you're looking at both predictive and prescriptive analytics, you're given a powerful tool that will make you more competitive against your competitors. Okay. Just for the audience out there, we've heard AI, artificial intelligence, um, 
and machine learning is usually in the same <laughs> paragraph or messaging, but how does one differ than the other? So, yeah, so AI and machine learning are uh, sometimes often used interchangeably. AI is the umbrella term, again, getting computer to think and act like human. And machine learning, which is a subset of AI, is a method of using different types of algorithms, classification algorithms, clustering algorithms, those types of things, vectors. So that's the main difference between those two. Yeah, it, you really have to understand data to really, you know, understand like the, those concepts, right? And what does it actually mean? I know it, it, it gets really into the weeds, even though we, we're, we're probably exposed to AI machine learning every day and we just don't know mm -hmm. it. Correct. But it's getting to those weeds that's going to make you better. Once you get into the weeds and being very granular, that's going to separate the winners from the losers because the winners will get granular into the weeds. And when you can pinpoint who and what's likely to buy a product or service, you're more likely than not going to win than the other company that doesn't, simply put. True. I mean, if all the all things being equal, a company that is targeting more specifically to people more likely to pay attention to their message are going to get more clicks and more conversions. Correct. Generally, <laughs> which makes yeah. sense, right? It's all yeah. about relevancy. It's really what we're right. doing here. Like, let me ask you this. What's your favorite color? The rainbow. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I don't I don't choose. I'm like an oxy. No, I would say uh, mine is blue. Okay, so favorite color is blue. So if, uh, if uh, you know, retailer knows your favorite color is blue and you get you know, bombarded with green t-shirts, that's not really doing you justice. It's, they're not relevant to the, your customer experience and they should know that, hey, Paul hates the color you know, green, but why am I getting bombarded with messaging for green shirts? But if that retailer looks at your past behavior patterns and purchase patterns and hey over the course of five years paul's buying blue shirts you know why are we going to present him a green shirt so right right well that makes sense and it's all about the data yeah which goes into my next question we already started speaking about that but generally how does ai help businesses sell more to their customers so you know a bunch of different ways but one way that AI can help sell to more customers is classifying your customers' profitability. So in a nutshell, looking who are your top tier customers or your, your bottom tier customers. So AI can do that. You can also segment them. And we touched about this a little bit earlier based on demographic, geographic, psychographic, or behavior characteristics. It can help predict the next best course of action and then prioritize and execute data-driven campaigns around that. So no more guesswork, no more missteps. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Just being laser focused on what your customers are likely to buy. Well, that certainly makes sense to me. Um, again, it, we're all trying to use data to be more laser focused in targeting versus and, and you guys really get into the 
the details of how, how this works. Um, your company and your platform, you know, is it a platform, your data provider, like exactly what does Standard Insights do? So we're not a, we're not a data uh, provider. So we analyze your data and execute data-driven campaigns. So basically what we, we analyze and then uh, execute, run ads based on what the data says. So we are not a data provider, if you will. Right. Um, so when you get started, do you go into a company's CRM and customer list? And, and as you start analyzing this data, what items and variables do you guys look at to begin modeling the most valuable customers? How does that work? So um, we do it one of a couple ways, API connectors. We can also do it in a CSV file. And then we also use uh, ETL tools, uh, extract, load, and uh, extract, transform, and load tools. So that's what we use. And yes, uh, there are elements of data cleanliness or data relevancy. So we're aware of that. But assuming all those are, are fixed, that's where we begin the process. Uh, if you will. Now, with regards to data modeling, uh, first and foremost, we'll look at profitability scoring, otherwise known as RFM. As a marketer, you may or may not be familiar with this. So we immediately look at how recent uh, someone purchased, how often, and how much money someone has spent. Next, we'll look at segmentation. We've touched on this a little bit uh, earlier based on geographic, demographic, psychographic, or behavior data. And then next, we'll look at uh, customer engagement. Combined all three of those, we have a clear-cut model of one's ideal customer. And so if you are a business, whether you have 200 customers, 2,000, 200,000, or 2 million customers, we can, once the data is set up, we can analyze that within a snap of a finger. And then within two clicks of your mouse, you can prioritize and execute data-driven omni-channel campaigns. So that could be a text, that could be email, social media, or if you're doing B2B outreach, old school phone call. So now you have in front of you what Paul's likely to buy, what Jerry's likely to buy, and target accordingly. Once you get all this data, so, you know, actually, I let me understand, okay, once you have all this modeling done, Mm -hmm. It's a spontaneous question now. <laughs> is um, how do you go then execute very specifically execute a, a a media campaign? Do you work with the DSP? Is there, are you on DSP or advertising platform? Like what? Okay, so we have on a modeling. We have all these segments. What next, basically, for execution? So let, let's take a one of the more popular uh, email platforms, Mailchimp. So we have an, our platform will connect to MailChimp via an API connector. So it's just basically launch campaign email. You pick MailChimp and boom. So now you've got MailChimp. It segments your entire, you know, database, 2,000, 200,000, whatever it may be, into what that group's likely to purchase. So it's connected right there. So we connect via API connector with the more 
I guess, popular email or text platforms? So if you, for email platforms that you have your API with, so mm -hmm. let me understand, like I could say, let's say you have identify 20 segments that you want to remarket to, right? Mm -hmm. So all I have to do is create an email campaign, put in you know relevant images based on the definition of your audience to mm -hmm. make sure it's relevant. Correct. And then deploy, and then you know the audience is going to be the list of uh, from your system. Yeah, correct. And that's it. Two, three clicks, and boom. Okay. Do you work with display platforms too, or is it uh, the uh, email marketing? So just email, text, and social media. Oh, right. You talked about Facebook too. Is that yeah, because Facebook. of like the, 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 uh, the kind of like the customer match programs? No, just, uh, it's just what we have in, um, you know, our scope right now, maybe it's something we can explore down the road. So typically there are two sides there. There's what the data says and then the, the, the creative side, we're not so much focused on the uh, creatives. We bring in, you know, partners for that. So, that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, earlier we spoke about intent, data, and predictive analytics. Do you um, complement that, or, or do you are you comparable? Because it is similar, but you want to just talk about that briefly. Yeah. So with uh, intent data, mainly deals with potential new customers, like if someone visited your site or downloaded a white paper, or so our platform is strictly a remarketing platform that helps businesses drive repeat buyers. And then again, we use a combination of predictive analytics, prescriptive, and then uh, executing campaigns based on those findings. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that was clear to the audience because um, you know, when I hear AI and things like that, I mean, it's, it, it's still predictive because this is predictive based on your current um, customers where intent data tries is like new customer acquisition based on lookalike models of those current customers. It's, so there's some sort of cross, I believe, but it's but different at the same time. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that because sometimes it's kind of your AI and it gets all uh, confusing. But yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Intent, intent data mainly for driving new business. Um, and our platform is uh, strictly a remarketing platform. So thanks right. for pointing that out. Right, right, yep. Um, you know, for listeners out there who are, of course, everything we do in marketing leads to revenue and ROI. So do you have an example of how your uh, system has increased um, revenue and ROI? Yeah, absolutely. So we're working with a 10-year-old shoe company. Uh, they're probably doing eight to $10 million online. They've got close to uh, 200,000 customers. So we did an initial profitability analysis or RFM as the geeky marketers say. And so what we found out while they did a great job of building their company within 10 years, only 4% of their customers were top tier customers. So our mission was to help them improve the profitability scoring of each and every one of their customers. So yeah, you got the handful up top, top tier, but a big portion of customers were, even though they've got 200,000, were, were bottom tier, if you will. So our mission was to help move their customers up the food chain. So here's what we did for them 
currently doing for them. So once we analyzed the data, we executed data-driven campaigns based on these parameters. The day one was likely to purchase, number two, geographic purchase patterns, number three, their engagement level, and number four, execute campaigns based on Amazon-like upsell and cross-sell recommendations, and so far so good. They've seen a 3x ROI and seen, and seen their average order of value go up by, by 10%. So that's uh, one example. And I just wanna reiterate, this is one of many examples, but this doesn't happen overnight, right? Just because you launch a data-driven campaign email today does not mean you're gonna see ROI tomorrow. Or sure, increase sure. Every, yeah. yeah, but sometimes we live in a short-sighted you know, mindset Hey, just because you eat vegetables today and start exercise doesn't mean you're going to lose weight tomorrow. So it takes time. Just want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an education process. You have to look at it in a little longer term overall, how much you spend, how much you make, track the analytics, and then to determine the ROI of that campaign. And, you know, if it's not optimal, you tweak it. You know, maybe it's the message, maybe it's the offer. Right. It's a platform yet until, you know, you do enough testing. Yeah. You pivot, you, you adapt and then you overcome. So. Yeah. Is your ideal client like e-commerce then? Because that's how on with online purchasing. So we can do both e-commerce and, and brick and mortar. So our platform is scalable. As long as, you, as if you're a small business, you have a minimum of, 250 customers because with AI it does better with a lot of cause and effect data so minimum 250 it's scalable but uh, you know we got small clients 250 and we're working on onboarding clients that have you know 2 million customers so and, and everywhere in between so basically our ideal client is a business that wants to be data driven and wants to be competitive mm-hmm with enough data to have those trends because that's the early yeah. Value. yeah you need to analyze it with with minimal um i guess standard errors i guess you know like you yeah correct have, you want you want to have enough data to make to build those segments that are logical. correct for sure and we look at that too we, we realize that so you know we we are always looking at past data to ensure improved accuracy redu- you know reduction of estimation errors and use a combination of both supervised and unsupervised learning that will lead the best results for your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at your website, it mentions this thing called doppelganger marketing, if I pronounce that right. Yeah. Is that German? Um, what, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you saw my LinkedIn profile it has the two dogs on there. So. Uh, you know, look like customers, but uh, okay. It, in essence, is we empower your business to monetize their data to find look-alike customers on Facebook. And yes, Paul, we realize that Facebook allows you to create your own customized audience. Yeah. But however, is that based on facts or your best guess? So, I'm going to give you an example. So, if you have geographic data from a veteran owned sunglass company that sells a hundred pairs of sunglasses. We realize, yeah, you can create your customized audience on Facebook, but are you able to tell me 
the top three selling products in each state. We know now that Facebook ads are getting more expensive. Also, they are blocking valuable ad data with privacy updates, uh, mainly due to what happened four years ago during the election in Cambridge Analytica. So what yeah, I remember doing? that all those yeah. um, third party data partners um, were eliminated. Oh yeah, you are 110%. So now with that third party data uh, partners, I mean, what are you gonna do? You've got 2000 customers for this online company, 200,000 or like the shoe company or 2 million. Now, what are you going to do? If third party, and uh, we can get into another podcast about that. <laughs> but, well, I know, uh, like, if you know LiveRamp, um, that's a whole other topic. Um, yeah. I know they, they have uh, an integration with Facebook. But go ahead. Yeah, third party cookies from Google will be phased out within two years for Chrome. So now, if you don't have third party data, well, what are you going to do? So now, our platform gives you, the, the, the business owner, the, the CMO, the ability to take ownership of your data, know what it really says. And again, I keep on saying this, but prioritize and execute campaigns based on what data says, not what you think it says. At the end of the day, I mean, the data speaks for itself. For sure. And if Facebook ads are getting expensive and third-party data is being mitigated and you know Google's doing away within two years, the third-party cookies, you don't want to be left out in the dark. And if uh, you want to go after the low hanging fruit and what's the low hanging fruit, the most cost effective uh, way to get at things is your customer database. Sure. I think most businesses get caught up in well, chasing the shiny object, right? But here's the thing, right? So you have, Again, your system is existing customers, and but that's Correct. where if you use your system, you know, or customer data, whatever is on now, or your system, whatever it is, the whole idea is to then Facebook analyzes that, and and you know, then you have those lookalikes, you know, and and that's for the new customer acquisition as you spoke about. So it may be best to do both, right? You yeah. Know? So it's a combination, but you've got to know who you are and who your customers are before. Yeah, you know, yeah, do do anything else? So, um, I believe you're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, green, you know, blue shirts are selling there, <laughs> right? That's what the data shows, and you know, green shirts have never been sold there. Why, you know, launch a green shirt campaign in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Or if right, uh, because there's it skews. Yeah. That's right. It's, yeah, it's, it's that's what AI yeah. is, right? It skews right based on the trends and the data. Sure. Right, and what's predicted to sell. So yeah. if you're a company and it's not, you know, green shirts aren't predicted to sell in, in Pennsylvania, then you're just wasting your money. Mm -hmm. Even though you think just because you, the owner, uh, green's your favorite color, hey, I want to sell green shirts. But really, in PA, it's all people buy blue shirts. So, Yes, the data. It's all about the data. Yeah, it's all about the data. <laughs> Okay, um, this is a good conversation so far. And uh, let me just finish a couple more questions here. Sure. And then the audience can uh, go back to do what they're doing. So at the end of the day, we, we run these campaigns and you know, how do you, at the end of the day, what's the measurement 
reporting look like? And you also include like attribution modeling and things like that. Like you have to quick summary on that. Like what do you show? So, you know, what we'll look at is obviously, you know, ROI, right? How that, and then we looked at, you know, uh, average order value has that uh, increase. We'll look at things like customer retention. And then for the, the, the Facebook and doppelganger improved, uh, you know, return on ad spend. And we're always, always looking and looking at the past to predict the future, to, uh, you know, to help improve accuracy, reduce uh, estimation errors, and things of that sort to, to yield the most accurate results that will benefit the customer. Well, that's most important, right? Is uh, yeah. they and you know, then again, like I said, also at the end of the day, is um, analyzing the spend and the and the sales and yeah, for each segment, right? Because if you yeah. have twenty segments, each one has its own conversion rate and correct, and you know, so that's all. You know, the data scientists have to really get in there and say right. the lift. You know, and that's really yep. what the bottom line is, is um, you know the lift in revenue and ROI. Yeah, and, and segments. And if yeah. one segment's doing better, you spend more there. Right, and you put you hit the nail on the head with the value add. So if you've got a list of two hundred thousand customers, and yeah, you want to, you know, reach out to all of them, but you're going to treat the top tier customers different than the bottom tier customers. So you can reallocate your marketing budget to the top tier folks versus the bottom tier folks, and then provide them with some sort of dynamic level pricing. And so that, at the end of the day, all the C-level folks uh, are concerned about that. The ROIs, they're not really concerned about the, the nitty gritty, what kind of algorithms are you using? They're just concerned how soon and how quick can, uh, how can provide results mm -hmm. to the top and bottom line. Right, there's that word again, quick and speed, right? Versus yeah. process. Yeah. So, okay, you know, as long as we can see trends, whether they're good or bad, whatever it is, then you can act on those for sure. Yeah, and if you look at our logo standard insights, it goes up, then goes down, and it goes up. So it's never always going to be perfect. It's, I'm not going to say, hey, Paul, buy our software, and you're going to see a straight line shot. It'll go up, down, up, and down, but it's all trending up. So in summary, let's talk about in AI in general. What impact are you gonna is is that gonna have on business now and in the future in general? Yeah, it's gonna be massive, uh, Paul. So according to two studies, and this were just put out recently, according to a study by Grandview Research, AI is projected to be a three hundred ninety billion dollar industry by twenty twenty five, and another study by Accenture, failure to scale AI could put seventy five percent of organizations out of business within five years. So now we are seeing AI applied in, in marketing, in sales, inventory forecasting, and customer experience. And that's just to name a few. There's probably tons of more For sure. applications um, yeah, out there. But it'll be crucial for, uh, so AI will be crucial for your business to be competitive now and you know, in the future. Yep. All right. Um... So this is good. I mean, it's a good overview of AI in general and um, how it affects business and um, more information on your product 
and and how it works to um, optimize and include AI and um, remarketing to customers more efficiently and effectively. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And uh, so it it's something that companies should think about if they're not doing it to test and uh, with all their other channels that we're using. Um, and just make sure there's benchmarks set up, right? Yeah. Uh, so that we can analyze, you know, where is business before with these products and services and um, implement campaigns and see where it is, you know, after a few months or whatever the time frame yeah. is. And then decide, you know, that this works. And again, it's all about targetability and trends and data to, you know, I mean, listen, everything in e-commerce conversion optimization, I'm using that is, right. you know, the big part is cross-sell, upsell. What do you want to yeah. make in your emails? You know, past products, new products, whatever it is that um, will more likely have, like in any advertising campaigns, um, more likely for someone to pay attention because of their history. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you're hit the nail on the head, benchmarks, targetability, and trends. For sure. Well, Jerry, thanks again. Um, we'll uh, think about this out there. Um, we're, you know, the channels and the messaging, this is all about fixing the convince, and this is a big part of it. So I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and look forward to um, the next podcast. Thanks, thanks Paul. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to get more marketing optimization insights. Fix the convince.